welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hey there, beautiful ladies. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here and for hanging out today. We're going to hop right in because if you are here and you press play, you want to know the nitty gritty of how to get through and enjoy the holidays, but how to do it healthily and without packing on the pounds. If you were around last episode, I gave kind of just an overarching view and theme of, all right, this is kind of the mentality and some really practical tips about how to approach the holiday season in general. And today, so do go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. But today we're going to dive into specifically like holiday occasions and how I approach. And this is absolutely personally what I do. I would never tell you anything differently than what I do. You know, um, obviously we can all personalize things, do what works for us. But I'm not, you know, saying do this and then I don't eat anything at holiday parties. Like that's not my jam. (laughs) I, you know me at all. You know that I am absolutely, you know, transparent about the choices I make and enjoying things and all that. So here is what I do. Um, We'll start with talking about a day that you have a one event kind of situation. So maybe for you, this is what's coming up first, like All Saints Day or Halloween, if that's stuff that you celebrate or say even all the way as far as Thanksgiving, or even if, you know, in this coming month, you have a birthday or an anniversary or any of these things. If there is kind of a one event shindig, like this could apply for me also for just going out for date nights. Okay. But I'm thinking a little bit more big scheme here where, you know, it's like Christmas Eve and we have one big dinner or something like that. All right. So day of a one event party. And then next we'll talk about multiple event days. But so say it's day of a one event shindig. Number one, eat as per your normal schedule before and after the event. So you're going to prioritize protein and vegetables. You are going to maybe slightly hold back on the carbon fat intake. Like say 
you're eating normally, but maybe you usually have a shake for breakfast and you put a bunch of peanut butter in it and a bunch of fruit. Maybe I'm just scaling that back a bit. I'm still putting in the same amount of protein. I'm still putting in the frozen spinach, but I'm doing one tablespoon of peanut butter instead of two and things like that. So I want to be satiated and I want to be definitely trying to still hit my protein and veggie targets, but I am going to scale back a little bit on the carbs and fat department, or maybe I'm having like eggs and bacon and I usually have toast, but I skim back on, I, on the toast. I have one piece instead of two. I have one strip of bacon instead of two, that kind of a thing. So eat as pretty much normal, but it's okay to scale back a little bit in the carbs and fat department. Number two here is to hydrate as normal. Okay. This is big. If you just get these pillars in place where you're keeping protein regular, your vegetable intake's good, you're still hydrated, you know, you're already covering a lot of good, healthy ground where even if you accidentally overindulge at the party and you have this great plan and you try to apply all my tips, but you, you know, go a little bit off the rails, you're still going to be in a better spot than if you didn't employ these other tips of the protein, the veggie and the hydration. So if you just follow those first two tips, you're setting yourself up hopefully for success here. Okay. Next up is to, for the party, for the one event shindig. (laughs) Can't stop saying the word shindig today. Don't show up starving, but also don't stuff yourself as you go. I've seen these kind of tips given like as a way to hopefully not, you know, overindulge at a party. I've seen the tip in diet magazines, like, well, just eat before you go. Or I've seen the tip that's like, well, just don't eat all day. So you save your calories and fat. I want you to find a middle ground here and don't walk in the door absolutely ravenous because you're just going to fall face first into the appetizers that maybe, you know, we can't make the healthiest choices when we're hungry. It's like being at the grocery store when you're hungry, you come back with all this stuff that you really didn't need. I'm the first one to do this. I did this a couple of weeks ago where I was at the grocery store hungry and I grabbed like protein cookies and some things I do not even normally buy because I just was really hungry. So be reasonable. You know, again, you're keeping the day as normal as possible. If think about any other meal, if you were getting to dinner, you would hopefully be hungry for dinner, but you wouldn't feel like you needed to eat right now or you're going to die. Okay. Now tip next tip. If you are bringing something, bring something, you know, you will eat so that you have a healthy option. Now you can make this as lovely and delicious as you'd like, or as basic as you'd like, you know, in the summer, like what I typically, this was <laughs> my slight up leveling in the summer. Usually if I'm invited to a barbecue or something, I'll bring a veggie tray or a fruit tray or something pretty basic that is pretty healthy that I know my kids and I will eat, my family and I will eat. But uh, I actually stole this. I've talked about it on the podcast a couple of times because I told her that I talked about it. Um, one of my friends makes this really delicious mango salsa. So then towards the end of summer, I remembered about it and was like, oh my goodness, because she brought it to my house. <laughs> so it reignited it for me. And I was like, you know what? That is such a good, healthy thing to bring. That seems a little bit nicer, a little bit fancier, a little bit like you did something than just my basic fruit tray or whatever. Like I actually chopped some things, threw them together, you know, that kind of stuff. So you could bring a shrimp platter, you know, to Christmas Eve dinner, or you could bring you know, some healthier appetizer. Like I have a couple of these. If you're in the chasing greatness group, I have all the old healthy through the holidays program recipes on there. And I did a lot of purposeful like hors d'oeuvres and appetizers and things like little stuffed peppers wrapped in bacon can be really good because you can make those lightened up. You don't have to just make it straight cream cheese. 
Um, I think that recipe that I use, I probably don't use cream cheese because my husband can't eat it or I just made it and said, well, he can't eat these ones. I don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, bacon wrap something is great. You get your protein, your fat, everything tastes better. I've even brought, um, have taken before like bacon wrapped asparagus and you get, you get your vegetable, you get your protein, you get your fat. So, you know, if you're bringing something, make sure it's something that you would eat that's healthy, et cetera. And then last tip for this one event party is at the party, scan the offerings, fill up your plate, you know, with veggies, protein, and then pick your treats, pick and choose. Okay. So pick something, this could be in any department. If there's seven appetizers out, pick a couple that you want to try and take moderate portions of them. And then also if it's not great, like take a small portion so you don't waste the calories on it if it's not great. If I am grabbing something that I don't know if I like it or not, or I don't know if I like this one or not, I will just take a little bit, you know, and even if it's something you have to take like a slice of, I'll try a bite or two. And if it's not worth it, I stop eating it. Like that is also okay. Don't feel like you have to finish it because you took it. You know, um, if it's desserts, when dessert's out, try a few bites of things you really want to try. Maybe that looks like you're going to have two different cookies and a glass of wine. Or maybe you're going to say, you know what, instead of a, a drink tonight, I'm going to have more of the dessert options. Like it's picking and choosing. That's the difference between like indulging and overindulging. We cannot have, if there is a huge buffet of appetizers, the main meal, and the desserts and the drinks, you just cannot have every single thing without leaving feeling stuffed, pretty gross the next day, just sugar wise, bloat wise, et cetera. And sometimes those days still happen. We don't beat ourselves up over it. We just do the next best thing, the next right thing. But there's the caveat, like you can still enjoy yourself. Like that's always my goal going into these events and parties and whatever, even out to dinner or special occasions, vacations is I want to be able to indulge and maybe dabble in some things I don't normally have, especially those kind of foods and items that come out just like once a year. But I, I never want to feel like I need to unbutton my pants and lay down and like go immediately take a nap. Like that's not my goal. Same thing with drinking. Like I want to be able to have a drink and relax. I don't want to feel out of control and then hung over the next day. Like I, you know, just keep it between the rails and we all feel much better. Okay. Now a couple notes, if you have multiple events in a day, so this, you know, happens a lot of the time or, you know, we kind of make things an event. Like for us, Christmas is really could be like a one event day. We do like Christmas dinner with our family, but Christmas morning I make mimosas and, um, cinnamon rolls and those kinds of things. Do I do actually, no, I do coffee cake. Cinnamon rolls is usually Thanksgiving and um, Easter, but Christmas, I usually do coffee cake so I can make it ahead the day before. And I don't have to like try to do the whole, make sure they rise the proper time and all that. So anyway, I do coffee cake and mimosas. And then I do some kind of fat and protein. I've done like baked egg cups with spinach, or I just try to do something I can have prepped and I throw in the oven while we're doing gifts. And then we can um, enjoy that usually after gifts. Sometimes we've even eaten before, but as the kids get older, I feel like they're going to be too excited for that. <laughs> we've had like, I know our kids right now just don't, not don't care about gifts as much, but they're like totally fine with the, oh yeah, do you want to eat first? Okay. All right. Then we'll do gifts. Like, I don't know. We've gotten six years so far out of that, <laughs> but I think that's coming to an end. So uh, anyways, that became a multiple event day. And some of these other holidays have too. 
where, you know, it's still a different meal than we're used to. I don't usually make coffee cake for breakfast on just a regular Wednesday morning. We're also going to have a big indulgent dinner and desserts and whatnot. So if that's you, and this is a lot of people who are juggling both sides of family and lots of family and all that. So tip number one for multiple events is to try to balance out things as you would making choices at your own home. So whether you're hosting or not, try to kind of take some of those tips I mentioned with the single event meal and just do that at your multiple events. So for us in that example, I do have control over the first meal. So I'm going to have a little bit of the coffee cake and one mimosa, you know, and then I'm going to have a lot of the eggs and protein and vegetables that go with it and whatever. Then that night I will do the same thing where I will pick, you know, one or two appetizers I want to try. I actually usually do bring a shrimp tray so I can have shrimp and cocktail sauce for protein. I fill up on a lot of the salad. Then we usually do Italian for dinner on Christmas. So I'll have like the meatballs and a little bit of the pasta so that I can have dessert and more so instead of that and, you know, picking and choosing. So, and I remember the one year, it was definitely a year I hosted. I remember I made trays and trays and trays of Christmas cookies and I didn't have any Christmas cookies because I'd probably been eating them for weeks, but instead I had like two glasses of wine. So I was like, you know what? Now I'm going to sit down, put my feet up and just enjoy this. The rest of this once like the main cooking was done and I didn't have any desserts. And I remember my dad saying like, are you going to have this? And I was like, yeah, I'm having my dessert right here. It's in this glass. <laughs> like That's what, you know, picking and choosing looks like. Now, again, sometimes we feel like the pressure of people looking at our plates and, hey, try this. Oh, you've got to have this. I think, though, sometimes we over-dramatize that. Like, obviously, we want to be um, not accepting. That's not the word I'm looking for. Conscious of other people's feelings and the effort they went into, you know, making something. If your grandma just spent all day making, like, this homemade pie and then you won't try it because you want to fit in your pants well, like, all right, well, is there a middle ground here? Could you maybe give grandma a few bites of the pie to try it out, even if it's not your favorite? However, there's also the part where I think we can really over-dramatize how much people care about what we're personally eating. And, you know, you're still in control of the fork at the end of the day. No one is forced feeding you. So be polite, have good manners clearly, but don't feel like you need to overindulge because it's expected or because other people are going to judge you for not, you know, we do live in a culture that leans this way. You know, when people are eating healthily, it's like, oh, are you on a diet? Like we have come so far in the bad, not so great food. I don't like to say bad food and the not so great food and the processed food and the junk food department that just eating a nutritious diet seems like you're purposely dieting, right? That's like what we consider you know, oh, are you dieting? Because it's just the norm is to eat all of the other stuff that should be sometimes foods. Like how I encourage it is 80-20, 80% whole clean food, 20% treats. I think most of the world gets it the other way around where 80% of their intake is, you know, too indulgent. And then they're having some healthy foods sprinkled in. So again, here, like you have your goals and whatnot in mind and your, how you want to feel just mentioned, I don't like to feel like crap the next day. So trying to keep it between the rails and not worrying so much what other people are going to think about it. Okay. A couple more general tips for you. Then hang on with me because I have a freebie for you that goes along with this episode and we'll close it out. So a couple of general tips are to put food on your plate rather than park yourself in front of the buffet table. 
This is a big one for me at like girls nights where we tend to just put food on the coffee table and bring it really central to where people are sitting. And it's easy to just, I'm a floor sitter. So if I'm in someone's living room, I'll sit on the floor and then I'm like real close to the coffee table, (laughs) just grab a bite of this and grab this cookie and like keep going back and forth or the chips and dip or whatever and put it on your plate, back off, get away from it. This is another big one with like kitchen islands because it's very inviting and welcoming and we'll like lean over the kitchen island and just snack on things and talk to people. Put it on a plate. Okay. Then step two is to walk away from it. All right. Don't hover over exactly where the food is. It makes it too easy to just be mindless about it. We don't want to be mindless about it. We want to enjoy ourselves. We don't want to be mindless about it. All right. And the next tip is to focus on the conversation on other elements of the party rather than hyper-focus on the foods. I do think there's dangers on both sides. I have had clients who are so panicked about the food and about indulging that they spend the whole day like and the event itself debating over what they're going to eat, arguing with themselves like, is this worth it? Is this not worth it? Panicking. And then I've also had clients who are trying to be on the healthier side, but they're so worried that people are going to judge them or question them that they can't even relax and enjoy the event because they're just so worried about looking too healthy. Okay. Take a deep breath, relax, like shoulders away from the ears. I always say, and enjoy the thing. Like I said, we are by nature, more self-centered people and egocentric people where, you know, we try not to be, obviously it's not a good thing to be self-centered, but Most of us, like think about yourself at a party. Are you usually staring at other people's plates, tracking how much they've eaten or had to drink or whatever? Like, no, you're worried about yourself. You are hopefully like trying to be a good conversationalist and visit with people and all that stuff. Like go throw yourself into the other elements of the party and just try to take some of this pressure off the food because a lot of times we're just making it a bigger deal than it is. It's like when... I hear this at the gym too, and I totally get it. Like, oh, I don't want to look silly at the gym. I don't want, you know, everyone to like think I'm, you know, a newbie or I don't know what I'm doing. Where most people at the gym are worrying about themselves. They're worrying about their own workouts, their own form. And then the most self-centered of people are checking themselves out in the mirror. They're really not worried about you. So, you know, try to enjoy other elements of the party besides just the food. Yes, enjoy the food. That's a beautiful part of the holidays and socialization and community, but, you know, try not to panic either way about it. I know it's easier said than done, but this is just, you know, a good mindset to kind of go into it with. Okay. Last tip (laughs) every day from now until December 31st or January 1st, whichever way you look at it is not a holiday. Okay. I'm, this is coming out October 6th. We do not have a straight 60 something days that that's how good my math is. It's probably not but 90 days, October, November, December. It's not 90 days of holidays. So keep your average Tuesday, your average Tuesday. Okay. Eat your vegetables, do your workouts, drink your water, get your protein. We talked about some of these things in the last episode, but you've got to keep the quote unquote regular days or normal days regular where we, this could be the difference between falling into trouble in this holiday time and coming out of it two pant sizes bigger or pretty much having maintained it and feeling good at the end of the holiday season, or maybe a couple pounds up, but we're not far from where we were. 
Okay. Every day is not Christmas. Do not dramatize this. Do not blow it out of proportion. It's like, oh, it's just the thing to commiserate over. Like, I know holiday season, like, haha, and then just eat a bunch of cookies by yourself at two in the morning. Like, that's not the same thing as enjoying yourself socially on New Year's Eve with your husband, like, or your friends or whatever that looks like. So do what you can here, but remember that you overall, like, have you're in control. So take ownership over it. No one's force feeding you and keep the regular days, regular days so that you really can enjoy those other days without feeling like, oh my goodness, every day has just been a sugar fest because guess what? Like that does take away from the event itself or from the holidays itself. If I eat donuts every day, it's not special when I make them on, you know, Thanksgiving day or whatever. So there's a reason that, you know, we should have these special treats and whatnot at the holidays, but every day is not treat day. And if that's, you know, how we're going to treat it, then <laughs> that's when we'll run into trouble. All right. I use the word treat a lot. We're going to wrap this up here. I would love to see you join us in the Chasing Greatness group through the end of the year so that we can stay healthy and on this path together. Um, if you, oh, did I? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, oh, I need to tell you about my handout. There we go. If you go to healthycatholicmoms.com, I just made a little cheat sheet for you with some general healthy through the holiday kind of tips to maybe that's a good visual reminder that you need to print it out, put it somewhere so that you can take and apply these tips. So if you go over to healthycatholicmoms.com, it should be right on the homepage. If it's not for some reason or you can't find it, just email me, Brittany at healthycatholicmoms.com and I will shoot it your way. And hopefully that is helpful to you. All right. Next episode, we are going to talk about your protein sources and why they matter. This is a really interesting conversation. I'm excited to dive into it. I have never covered anything like this specifically on the podcast about what actual protein, like the breakdown of the different amino acids and what they do for your muscles, for your body and why you need certain varieties and just a little bit nitty gritty. I will try to you know, make it interesting. And as always, I'll try to kind of bring it down to a really tangible tactical level, but it's an important conversation for anybody who wants to pursue fat loss or maintenance because protein is such a big part of that. All right. I'll talk to you next episode. Have a great rest of your day. 